I'm talking to people and I, I ask, you know, what is it that you're, you're really excited about when it comes to the photos at your wedding? Or what is it you're, you're excited about for your wedding in general? And a lot of times they'll say that they are wanting, um, you know, like real emotion in the photos that are captured on their wedding day. And then I can increase my enthusiasm and just be like, yes, that is, you are speaking my language. I love this. That is what we try to do. And then kind of move from there and help raise their enthusiasm a little bit because I'm showing interest in what they show interest in. And that's helping bring up the enthusiasm uh, in the conversation to a place where they're they're feeling good um, and feeling comfortable. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. One of the most important things that we can do as photographers, as business owners in general, is meeting our clients with genuine enthusiasm. Um, like I mentioned before, this is a topic that um, I spoke about on the, on the Boca podcast um, earlier this year. And when Nathan asked me to be on the podcast, he asked, like, what is, what's one thing that you think people in the photography industry should know? And this is it. This is what I chose. This is what I talked about. And um, yeah, I want to share it with y'all because I do think that it is really important. I mean, you think about how things have shifted. I mean, always we've wanted as consumers, we've wanted connection with whoever we're buying something from. We want to know that it's good. We want to trust them. We want to like what it is. Um, but it really over the last 10, 15, maybe 20 years, we've really shifted, especially in the last five years, we've really shifted to really wanting a personal connection with, um, personal brands, especially, uh, so photographers, um, like Etsy shop owners, uh, bakers and, um, you know, uh, online shops and stuff like that, where people know your face and they know who you are. They want to have that personal connection with you. That's why we love Instagram so much. That's why we're always watching stories and all that is because people want to know who you are so that they trust you. And the people will buy, I mean, look at, look at, uh, look at Coca-Cola. Everyone knows Coca-Cola. Uh, there's probably not a a single person that would just be like, I don't know. I've never heard of Coca-Cola. I don't even know what it is. What do they do? It's like, yeah, of course, you know that they make sodas and, uh, that's, I don't know, (laughs) I guess the main thing, but you know that they make sodas, you know what Coca-Cola is. You've probably had a Coke or one of the many varieties that they offer. Um, Coke black. I've got to say, I really enjoyed Coke black in college. The coffee one. It was tasty. Um, now I don't enjoy any of them, but um, but Coca Cola knows 
this, even though they are a giant brand, they know that people want to trust who they're buying from. That's why they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to celebrities and athletes to represent Coca-Cola in these commercials so that people can be like, LeBron James, I like LeBron James. He drinks Coke. I will buy a Coke next time I'm at the store. Or next time you see a Coke, you're like, oh yeah, I remember LeBron James drinks that, or at least he did in the commercial. I'm going to go ahead and drink one because I want to be like him. And that's that no like, and trust factor. And we can do that on a smaller scale than that. We don't have $100,000 to pay someone to, to be the face of our product. We are often the face of our product, especially photographers, which I know about 90, 95% of you um, are photographers or uh, most everyone who listens to the podcast, you are a small business owner. Um, so your face is going to be your brand. When you meet with your clients, you want to have that kind of connection. And, um, you know, one, one way to have a really good connection is, uh, uh, it's, a, it's called a mirroring technique, like a verbal mirroring posture mirroring where, um, you know, people, people like, and they feel more comfortable with people who are like them. So if they're sitting there, arms crossed, kind of leaning back a little bit, not, not engaging all that much, then maybe you don't lean forward and like try to reach and touch their hands and stuff while they're talking. But um, you want to look like them. You want to have the same kind of feel, the same kind of vibe, at least starting off. And that's copying their speech patterns, um, body language, pace, tempo, um, like even volume. Some people that are just way too excited about everything. They just come in hot, heavy. They're yelling. It just feels like they're yelling at you. And they're just like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And this, and it's just hard to match that um, if you are not quite that excited. So you don't want to come into a client meeting just up at 11 and just yelling at them. And oh my gosh, I can't wait to work with you. And all these kinds of things when maybe they aren't there yet. So assess where they are and try to meet them where they are. Um, one of the ways that that mirroring actually works, and I'm going to read this because I'm not a scientist. Um, mirroring, um, it helps to remove distractions. So our unconscious mind is being hit with like two to four million bits of information per second, which is a lot. Um, if you don't know how many, I don't know if I said million or billion, either way, it's a lot. It is a million, uh, two to 4 million bits of information per second. And our conscious mind can only process about 134 bits at a time. So that's a huge, huge difference. Um, there are so many pieces of information flying at us, but our conscious mind can only focus on about 134 um, at a time. So by using basic mirroring techniques, um, the person you're speaking to will focus more attention on what you're saying than their surroundings and what might be distracting. So if you were like me and you talk with your hands, uh, for anyone who watches these episodes live on Facebook, you know that I talk with my hands all the time. Um, 
if, if they, like, if I'm meeting with a client, they do not talk with their hands. I have to sit on my hands, literally have to sit on my hands. Or I had a fidget spinner for a while and I would just like fidget spin under the desk, do something with my hands because I'm trying to mirror them. I'm trying to reduce those distractions because I want what they're focusing on to be me and what I'm saying. Not in a vain way, obviously, but that's what we're trying to do is reduce those distractions. Um, so if they are coming in with pretty low enthusiasm, maybe they're just like, yeah, I just kind of want to talk, get some pricing, whatever. Um, again, don't come in hot and heavy, ready to ready to go and just, you know, it's, you've probably heard this analogy before. It's, it's kind of like meeting someone like on a blind date or something and you meet them, you walk up and you say, hi, what's your name? Or you probably already know that much, but, um, unless it's just a super blind date and it may not even be the right person, but who knows? We'll just go with it. Um, but you're, you're just asking some very basic questions. Hey, do you have any pets? What kind of movies do you like to watch? Do you like chocolate ice cream? Those kind of things. Instead of, hey, do you want to marry me tomorrow? You want to go ahead and do this thing? I brought a ring with me. We can do this right now. I can send you over the invoice. We can, we can get this on the books. So meet them where their enthusiasm is. Sometimes I meet with clients and they are ready to say yes. They're just like, we want you. We've been following you for a while, just whatever. I just want to talk about the day, kind of get a, a good estimate of what package we need, and then just send us up an invoice. We want to go ahead and like put our deposit down. We'll figure out a package later. I come in with a lot of enthusiasm because that's very exciting. But if they're just like kind of, I don't know, what are your prices? I'm not really sure what my day is going to look like. Um, then I will try and meet them where they are kind of lower, but also a little bit above where they are and just kind of raise my enthusiasm as I'm talking and help to raise their enthusiasm and doing this in like a completely genuine way. You're not trying to manipulate them or anything, but a way that you can do this is by trying to figure out what it is that they are excited about. What gets them excited about their wedding? What gets them excited about uh, the cake that you're going to be making them? What gets them excited about the uh, cross-stitch deal that you're selling on your Etsy that they're just like, I want to do this. And it's for my grandma and she's going to love this. And it's a saying that my grandpa used to say. And that kind of thing is like, okay, well, cool. That's exciting. And you find what it is that they want and what it is that they need. And then you build from there. Often for me, I'm talking to people and I, I ask, you know, what is it that you're, you're really excited about when it comes to the photos at your wedding? Or what is it you're, you're excited about for your wedding in general? And a lot of times they'll say that they are wanting, um, you know, like real emotion in the photos that are captured on their wedding day. And then I can increase my enthusiasm and just be like, yes, that is, you are speaking my language. I love this. That is what we try to do. And then kind of move from there and help 
raise their enthusiasm a little bit because I'm showing interest in what they show interest in. And that's helping bring up the enthusiasm uh, in the conversation to a place where they're, they're feeling good um, and feeling comfortable. One thing that you really have to do is just be confident in yourself, be confident in the services that you offer. I know that talking on the phone is not cool. I don't enjoy it. Um, I rarely talk on the phone with my family members. Um, I text sometimes, but uh, I'm just not a, a phone talker. And discovery calls are difficult sometimes. And for sure, whenever I first started implementing discovery calls, they were difficult. And whenever I first started doing Zoom calls, instead of meeting in person, that was difficult. And it's not going to be a you know what, I'm going to implement discovery calls and I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to start talking to my clients on the phone and I'm going to be amazing at it. Um, you're probably not going to be amazing at it at first. It's going to take practice. Just as everything else, the first time that you picked up a camera, you probably didn't just like take the best Jose Villa type photo at a wedding um, or at least not consistently. And uh, you have continued to practice and grow in your strengths and grow in your skills as you're progressing on. So that's the same sort of thing with client meetings is you may not be great at it at first. It may feel super awkward. You may not have that confidence in talking about your services or, um, or the confidence in asking those questions to find what they're excited about, what they're wanting, what they're needing, but practice it. I had for the longest time, a list of eight questions that I asked during uh, an onboarding or not onboarding, but a discovery call. And I would go through those questions and they were just right there next to my computer. When we moved that, uh, didn't make it or it's in a box somewhere. And, um, and that helps if you need to write it out and just write out, okay, this is the question that I can ask to kind of lead into what is it that you're really wanting? And it could be that question. What is it that you want? Or why are, why are you talking with me? Why, 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 why hire me to do this? What was it about my photos that caused you to get off of Instagram, go over, do my website, fill out my contact form, and then set up this meeting with me? Like, what was different about it? What are you excited about me possibly providing for you for your wedding day? Um, those kind of questions are going to come with more practice. Um, so, a few more ways that you can show genuine enthusiasm to your clients is show interest in what they're talking about. Show interest in them. So show interest in what they like, what they do. Don't just ask the, the same generic questions of, so when did y'all get engaged? Oh, that's cool. Tell me your story. How did you propose? Everyone is asking that if they are meeting and doing like zoom calls with four or five other photographers to try and like narrow down who they want. Everyone is asking that question. Everyone is just like, Oh my gosh, tell me about how you proposed. Did you, did you say yes? And that's 
no one's really asking that because obviously they're, they're planning their wedding, but uh, like, those are very generic questions. Everyone's asking that that's stuff that you can ask later on, or maybe toward the end of the conversation, if you really want to know. Um, and I like those stories as much as anyone else, but that's not going to build connection because they've probably told that story 30 different times over the last week, uh, especially if they're newly engaged. So don't ask the, just the, just the, just the generic questions ask specific questions what is a what does a date night look like for y'all what um you know do you have a sweet tooth do you like things to be a little bit sweeter or a little bit more savory or what where where do you fall on that and then whenever they answer their question follow up with another question don't just be like mm, okay on to the next thing um because so many times we just have this list. Like I said earlier, I had a list of questions that I would go through it was literally on my wall and I would read off to the next one. And it's very easy to just read a question, let them answer, say, Oh, that's great. Read the next question or just go on to the next question. But you need to follow up with some questions, have some follow-up questions, even if it's just, wow, like, expand on that. Like, I'm very interested. That's a very easy uh, follow-up question. And a lot of times they will expand on it. Sometimes they won't uh, much, much more than that, but it is a follow-up question, which shows you have more interest than just ticking boxes saying, I asked this question. I'm trying to show that I'm somewhat interested in you. Let's move on forward so we can talk about how you can give me money. Um, but ask questions, follow up with more questions. Um, and a couple other ways, this is a little bit after the initial onboarding call or discovery call or whatever you want to call it. Um, but give them um, insight into the planning process. If, uh, and I'm, I'm speaking to a uh, wedding photographer uh, as a wedding photographer, but also any kind of photographer, like, you know, the whole, pro the whole process. If you're a branding photographer, speak to the branding uh, process, speak about how they can like give them tips on how they can plan a shot list or how they are going to need different photos with different spacing. If they want to have like some text next to their product or their face or whatever it is that you're doing branding photos for, like speak into that and show them the insight um, that one, it's going to show that you are professional, you know what you're doing and that you can help them through the whole process. And two, it's just going to help them through the process. Uh, even if they don't like go with you, they're still going to be like, they're professional. I would refer them to someone else. They're out of my price range, but I would prefer refer them to someone else. So give insight, um, provide resources. I've got a whole page on my website of just resources, free guides that they can download. Um, your blog should just be full I mean, sure, blog your weddings, blog your photo shoots. That's good for SEO. That's good for um, portfolio work and just kind of showing all that kind of stuff. But like have some resources on there. Have some articles about um, 
you know, I, I have like the, the most one, the one that brings the most traffic to my site is just my 15 favorite locations for engagement photos in the area. That was simple. I just went through all of my engagement sessions that I have taken. And I looked at all the different locations and I was like, yeah, these are like, these are 15 that are good, that I like, that I would recommend to other people. Um, some of these parks would not recommend. It's not great. We can get some cool photos, but it's not going to make the list. And it was just a very simple list. Talked a little bit about each location, dropped some photos in there. And it's like thousands of people go there every month. And that is one of the, the, the most traffic generator is just that blog post. So your blog should also have some tips and some tricks and um, some good resources for them. Whoever your ideal client is, you should be speaking to them with resources on your blog. Hey, John, you got a sec? Yeah, friend with the same exact voice as mine. What's up? Do you enjoy going to the post office? You know, I really don't. There's long lines and maybe there's that little like kiosk thing that works sometimes, but the postage doesn't always print and then you have to wait in the long line anyway. So yeah, no. Why do you ask? Well, I think that ShipStation would be perfect for you. ShipStation is a web-based shipping and order management software that makes shipping products so much easier. You can set up automations for your e-commerce site to print postage directly from home automatically. Seriously, it has been a game changer for me and my business. You can easily print and purchase postage directly from your computer right at home or wherever your computer is, and you can get those packages out to your valued clients quicker and with less hassle than traditional shipping methods. That's cool. All right, you got me. How do I sign up? You can sign up for a free 60-day trial at lightdarkco.com slash shipstation. That's lightdarkco.com slash ship station and i'll see you anywhere but the post office cool thanks friend and by the way love your voice thanks just a brief recap um show interest in your clients ask specific questions and then follow up with more questions um, give insight into their planning process provide resources to help with the planning process and then be an open line of communication or have an open line of communication and be there for your clients as a resource. I tell my clients, like you can call text, email, DM, you can send a carrier pigeon, whatever you want to do. Like I'm here. You can ask questions anytime. I'll get back to you in a reasonable amount of time. If you text me at 9 PM, I am not answering that. I'm going to respectfully say, no, this is not working time right now. Um, unless it's, it, I can see that it's an emergency. And it's like the day before your wedding or something. Sure, I'll answer that. But for the most part, I just wait until like seven or eight the next morning and then I will text back. Um, but have an open line of communication. Let them know that you're there for them. If that's something that you can do in your business, which I believe that for most of you, that is something that you can do. 
Um, also when you're, when you're meeting with your clients, when you have that discovery call, when they fill out your contact form, take note of what they say. It's so, 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 so important. Like, listen, I just want to repeat that. Take note of what they say, because so many times we just throw out a generic response of, Hey, I'm so excited. I'm available on that date. Let's go ahead and talk. These are my prices. When they went through a whole, we met in high school and then I moved out of state for a while and went to college. And then, uh, you know, we, we both ended up in the dog show circuit and we went to Kentucky. I don't know if dog shows are in Kentucky, but there's probably one there. And they went to Kentucky and then we reconnected and then we both moved back to Texas And we happened to both move to the same city and we reconnected there and just started dating. And like, they tell you this whole story, reference that story or even just a a quick, like, wow, that is such a story. I would love to hear more about that. That's a very easy reference to what they're talking about, but take notes and you can take literal notes. Whenever I have a discovery call, I have, um, I don't, I don't type on my, my laptop because I don't want to like shake the camera and stuff. Um, but I I just have a pen and paper just on the desk in front of me. They can't see it. And I will just write. Sometimes it's hard to read afterwards because I'm not actually looking at what I'm doing, but I'm just like jotting down notes. I'm like, okay, they want a sunset ceremony. Let me jot that down real quick. Um, so take notes so that you can have those details for later because one, it shows that you care. And two, it shows that you're very professional and that you like remember things. Um, even if you don't actually remember things, but you have these notes to help you to remember. Um, another great thing to do is to have a Facebook group. I know a lot of people are just like another Facebook group, another something. Um, I started a Facebook group for like tips and tricks for planning your dream wedding. That's literally what it's called. Uh, Started a few years ago and it has been slowly growing with engaged couples. Um, And I just drop tips and tricks in there. Anytime that I, I write a new blog post that is helpful I will send a link to that. Sometimes I just circle back six months later. I'm just like, Hey, I wrote this thing about first looks. Um, I know that like 6% of you probably saw it the first time that I shared it. So here's for the next 6% and uh, just share things in there every now and then I'll have guests come in other professionals and just kind of interview them about different things. Um, because it is crazy busy wedding season in Texas right now that hasn't happened in a while, but, um, that's one thing you can do to just kind of show your, like make yourself, uh, more of a professional in their eyes. And then also to help them and like one more step of enthusiasm for your couple, um, or for your client and just, showing up and being like, Oh, I actually have this Facebook group. I think it would be really helpful for you because I like share these tips and things. I think it would be great. Uh, cause you were mentioning this and I actually wrote a blog post about that. 
a few months back. I can send you the link, but I, I recently shared it in this Facebook group. You should go join. Here's the link. Um, and just like helping them on with resources, pretty much just be a resource and share resources. If you want to just condense this whole episode into a sentence, that's it. Um, if you can be a resource for your clients, that is the, the, the best thing that you can do, um, because it allows them to have a very, uh, smooth and easy experience with you. And that is going to speak volumes for when it comes for writing a review, when it comes to referring other people to you, uh, they're going to think back on their experience and just be like, man, that was just, that was amazing because like they were sending me things that like answering questions. I didn't even know that I needed to ask. And that is where we want to hit them with that enthusiasm of these are things you may not know that you need to know, but now, you know, you know, another, another couple ways that you can uh, show up with enthusiasm is uh, following your clients on social media. Um, especially if you're a wedding photographer or a portrait photographer or something like that, um, where maybe they're going to be sharing your images and it would be great if they tagged you. Um, it's also great to follow them along. Of course, I, I mean, they are, uh, they have the option of allowing me to follow them. Um, but I do ask for their Instagram handles in their, uh, their intake questionnaire with all their information and everything. I have that on there because that's where I live a lot of the time is on Instagram. And that's where I make a lot of my connections. So whenever they're posting photos of, I just picked out my dress or, Hey, we just booked this venue or, you know, we're going to have beer burrows at our wedding, or we're going to have this giant white bouncy castle for all the adults to jump in during the reception. Then I'm just like, Oh my gosh, that's going to be amazing. I can't wait for your wedding. And just like showing that I am enthusiastic, showing that I am excited for them and building that rapport um, to just build more of a relationship. And then lastly, I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but be proactive, anticipate the questions that they may have, and then provide the answers before they even have to ask that will blow them out of the water. Um, anytime that I have worked with a brand or worked, like had some sort of service or something and they're like, okay, so uh, this is something that we should think about. And then I'm just like, Oh, I wouldn't have even known that we needed to think about that. Thank you so much for bringing that up. That's amazing. Like that, that just makes it so much easier for me. So that's what you want to do for them. And what you can do is if you tend to have frequently asked questions, you can have an FAQ area on your website. That's great. But also, um, Side note for FAQs, turn those into little videos. Like you can even just record it on your phone, upload that file, drop it into show it or wherever you have your uh, web hosting. And you can just have that video up there for an FAQ. 
and yeah, I would also have the written out version too for you know people who are on their phones or public places or just don't want to uh, listen uh, to something but would rather read. Um, but that builds more one-on-one personal connection. They're hearing your voice. They're seeing your mannerisms, your hands flying all over the place um, as my videos tend to go. But, um, but yeah, anticipate those questions before they have to ask them. Um, Cause like I said earlier, that will, that will make you be uh, to show up as like the go-to person in your industry. And they're just going to be like, they just know so much. And it's amazing. And I feel very secure in their services. I, I do not doubt them because they came to me with this wedding planning guide. Like my wedding planning guide is 128 pages. Some of those are just pages of photos, but overall uh, there's at least 110 pages of just straight up. I was going to say goodness. Sure. Straight up goodness. That's where I'm going right now. Um, but it's just uh, straight, straight up articles and helpful tips and things about lighting and things about what a first look actually is and just stuff that they may not know. Because uh, I still get couples that I'll ask if they're going to do a first look before the ceremony and they're like, I don't know what that is. I've never heard of a first look. What is, what is this? Cause there are still pe- some people out there. We, uh, especially if you've been in the industry for a long time, you forget that there are other people that have no idea what these terms are. They don't know what a first look is. They don't know what a mock send off is. Um, some people don't know what a send off is. They haven't been to a lot of weddings, so they don't know like, wait, there's sparklers. What, what are we doing? Bubbles. You're releasing pigeons. I don't know what's going on. No, not pigeons, doves. <laughs> people. Yeah, it's a really low budget wedding. So we're going to be releasing pigeons. Uh, (laughs) But uh, anyway, have an FAQ section, have a guide, have some resources, answer some questions um, before they even have those questions. I hope that was helpful. I feel like that was helpful for me to just hear that again. Um, Cause there are some things that I may have been slacking on the last few months. I mean, it, it's like, like I said, it's busy season right now. It is just crazy, ridiculous, all the weddings that are going on. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I think that this is very important. I know that people want to do business with people that they know that they like and that they trust. Um, 84% of people, feel more comfortable. Is that a word? Is that a, did I say that correctly? Comfortable. There we go. They feel more comfortable buying from a business or from a brand or from a person who is enthusiastic and has their best interests at heart. If they can feel that from you, they're 80 or not 84% more likely, but 84% of people will more likely be willing to to purchase from you than someone else that they've met with who was just not enthusiastic, just kind of treating them like another number. Like, hey, you're going to be number 19 for my weddings this this coming year. So that'll be cool. Here's my prices. If you want to book me, book me. Um, but the ones that are enthusiastic about it, they stick around. Um, if they meet with 
four other photographers after you. They're going to remember you because you cared about them. It's the whole Maya Angelou quote uh, that we hear very often, and I've quoted on this podcast before, um, that people will not remember what you did, but they will remember how they felt and, uh, or something like that. Uh, I don't know. It's late, uh, late-ish. It's, a, it's been a long day, uh, but it's something like that. I'll put it in the show notes for the exact quote, but it is to that sentiment that they will remember how you made them feel. And if you are enthusiastic, if you are excited for them, they're going to remember that. And they're more likely going to want you because you are excited for them and they want to be, they want to have that energy around. Before I go, (laughs) I've got a part of the show where I talk about what I'm loving this week. Um, I haven't done that on the last couple of episodes because the last couple of episodes have just been crazy with traveling and stuff, but I've got, I've got my, my whole mic set up again. Um, and this is nice. I like it. We're back, back to normal. We're starting year three of the podcast, uh, today with this episode. Um, and, uh, and then we have some really amazing guests coming up in the, the following weeks. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Also, uh, talking about guests, I mean, I have a list of literally over a hundred people still, um, that I want to interview on this podcast and just talk to about different topics, different things, some photographers that I'm just like, you're cool. And I just want to talk to you. I don't even know what, what topic we'll talk about, but I just want to talk to you. Um, but I also want this to be um, beneficial for you, the listener. So if there is someone that you're like, I have always wanted to just like pick their brain about this thing. They are amazing at marketing. I just want to learn from them or they are so great about getting their clients comfortable in front of the camera. I want to learn how they do that. Send me a DM, send an email, send uh, um, uh, you can just post in the Facebook group and just be like, Hey, uh, what, what about having this guest on? That would be really cool. And then I will reach out to them um, because maybe it's someone that I don't know, or maybe it's someone on that list of a hundred and something photographers that I want to have on. I'm like, okay, cool. I have another listener that wants this person. I'm going to go for it. Uh, so for sure, always reach out if there are topics that you want to hear about that you want to grow in. Um, and also reach out if there are people that you would like to hear from. Um, what am I loving this week? I just finished the uh, season three of the show you on Netflix is different. It was different than the first two. Um, I liked it. I did. Uh, I, I, so I really liked season one. I think I liked season two more than season one. Um, and season three was definitely good. It was, it was up there. It, it had some episodes that I was like, I don't really know. And then other episodes, I was like, yes, absolutely. This is so good again. Um, but yeah, there was, there was a lot of uh, marriage stuff uh, between Joe and Love because they're married now and they have a kid. Uh, spoiler alert, if you're in season one, 
don't even know who love is. Um, or if you're in season two, she doesn't die. Uh, <laughs> all the spoilers. Uh, but uh, season three is pretty good. If you don't know what you is, it's just this uh, creepy dude named Joe Goldberg. And uh, he just, you know, we, he sees certain women and is just like, you, I am going to stalk you and I want you. Uh, but he's also just very charismatic and charming. So um, we're okay with it, I guess, as viewers. Um, but anyway, uh, season three was good. I liked it. Um, I like Penn Badgley um, ever, ever since Easy A when he was Lobster Todd um, or Woodchuck Todd, depending on what part of the movie it is. Um, but yeah, uh, season three of you on Netflix was really good. I liked it. You should watch it. If you have not watched any of the seasons, sorry for the spoilers, um, but I would recommend it. It's really good. It was a good book. I read it uh, years ago by Caroline Kemp's or something like that. I don't know. I, I'm horrible, horrible at remembering uh, authors' names, unless they're friends. And then I can remember their names most of the time. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a good book. I don't know if she wrote more because uh, obviously this is three seasons. The first book was the first season. Um, I don't know if she wrote more books, but I would be interested to see how they line up because uh, the the first book lined up pretty well with the first season. I thought they did a, a really good job. Obviously they left out some stuff um, just because it's a show and you can't go so in depth. Uh, but anyway, it's good. That's what I'm loving. Um, thank you for, for watching tonight. If you are, if you've been in here live, I know there have been a few people jump in and out um, as I've been recording. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, thank you so much. Um, please subscribe if you have not already. Uh, that way, these are just falling right into your feed every Monday. You're just getting a new light and dark episode. We've got, we've got a few good ones coming up, um, pretty soon that I'm very, very much looking forward to speaking to these guests. Um, but yeah, now also if you are enjoying this podcast and you have not left a review yet, please do so. Apple, I think is probably the best place to leave a review. I don't even know if you can leave a review on Spotify. Let me pull that up real quick and see. Um, can you leave a review? No review. I don't think you can do that on Spotify. But Apple Podcasts um, is a great place. There's a link in our Instagram bio. There's a link on the Facebook group. There's a link in the show notes to where you can uh, leave a review. Even if you don't listen on Apple or have an Apple product, you can still leave a review. It's very helpful. It allows us to reach more listeners just like you and build a bigger community. We have over 300 photographers in our uh, Facebook group right now. And there's like 500 and something of y'all on Instagram. And it's amazing how many of y'all are, are there and listening. And um, I, I love uh, this community. Well, as always, you can find all the things in today's show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 90. Nine zero. We are nearing our way to 100. 
um, this podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can join us for the next live podcast and ask your questions in the Facebook group by searching for the light and dark photography podcast group on Facebook. All the ads in today's episode are affiliate partnerships, which means that we get a few dollars when you check them out. It's a great way to receive a great deal from our sponsors and you get to support this podcast at the same time. It's a win-win and a win. It's a win for the sponsors as well. Triple wins, wins all around. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. You can follow me at allheartphoto. You enjoyed today's episode, for sure take a spring, a, a spring shot, whatever that is, take one of those, share it in your stories. I would love to connect with you. Until next week, I will see you in the Facebook group. Bye-bye.